Welcome back to episode 40. This is another one of those episodes where I dive into history and my grandfather, who's a historian, gets to uh, correct me and critique me on all the places where I mess up. Thank you, Grandpa. Um, I'm looking forward to your email and comments. Um, so basically, history to me seems to be a constant struggle between centralization and dissemination of power. So normally we think about centralizing power as a thing that the government does. Like libertarians are all really afraid of a big, powerful central government that can do whatever it wants. But the reality is that the most powerful centralizing force historically is not government, but technology. Every piece of technology that has ever been created, as far as I know, is a force to centralize power. The first caveman who created a spear was suddenly a lot more powerful than their peers. A single caveman with a spear can hunt things as quickly as probably five or six cavemen without. This person is now suddenly very powerful. Writing did the same thing. When we invented paper and writing, suddenly a single person with ideas could influence a whole nation instead of having to work with huge, massive hordes of disciples who would go around and spread their message verbally. All this is to say technology is an incredibly powerful force for centralizing power. And I think that libertarians are right to fear centralization of power. I may not be totally aligned with them that uh, removing the government is the solution, but centralization of power is scary. If you give a bunch of power to a single person, then their emotions, you know, as a human being, will lead to them making some bad decisions, which will result in permanent damage if they have a lot of power to both them and people around them. Uh, and that's why, you know, that's it, why in a way, people like libertarians are really the same as communists who are really the same as like people who hate on Facebook. All of these groups all want to avoid a single person having too much power whether it's somebody with a viral post on social media or it's a capitalist with a bunch of money or it's a government official who's corrupt and can make bad laws. We don't want a single human with human emotions to have a lot of power. And to be clear, this isn't about fairness. This isn't like we want all fairness, we all want all power to be, have, we want everybody to have equal access to power. That's not really what I'm saying. Like, if everybody has equal access to guns, it doesn't make the guns less dangerous. And that's the problem we have right now in the US. Of course, everybody has equal access to power with guns, but a single person having a lot of power in their hands is still bad. Um, so looking back through history, there appears to be moments when essentially there was a sudden and massive centralization of power. Suddenly one person had way more power than was good for them. World War I is a good example of this. In World War I, what, I mean, there's many reasons, you know, historians have talked about many reasons for why that war happened. This is the David Gaynor analysis of it. Um, basically, there were a bunch of monarchs who were used to fighting wars. And the wars they were used to fighting were ones where people moved slowly, messages were carried slowly, and guns were slow. And so they could 
these monarchs could kind of act on their whims and exercise their power, which in theory was pretty, you know, pretty huge because they were the, the monarch of a country. But because there was natural limitations to how fast their messages would travel and how quickly their trips could, troops could move, their power wasn't really effectively that big. But then enter machine guns and cars uh, and telegraph. And now these monarchs could start a war that would engage the entire planet and cause 10, more, 10 times more deaths than any European war before it with the same kind of behaviors. The only thing that changed here was technology. And the only thing that technology did was centralize power. It meant that the same kind of stupid whims that, that before had been pretty inconsequential, I mean, not totally inconsequential, but not causing total ruin of a continent, those same whims now, because the monarchs had so much more power through technology, became disastrous. And so after World War I and then World War II, which is basically this continuation of World War I in a way, Europe and the world kind of came together and said, all right, first of all, let's get rid of monarchs because <laughs> technology makes them too powerful now. Let's have democracies that spread out the power so people as a whole can decide if they want to go to war. Uh, and let's also make the UN. So countries have a say into whether or not, you know, wars happen. Uh, and that works pretty well. I mean, there's certainly been wars since then, and they've been pretty bloody, but we've been able to avoid the same kind of like dumb wars that, you know, the dumb kind of decision-making from monarchs that caused World War I. Um, I think we're in somewhat of a similar position today with media technology. Historically, communication has been super good for progress. Communication through writing, speaking, um, these, this has been essential to the founding of America and its continued progress since then. But historically, one person could only talk to a few people at once. And if you wanted to publish something, it was expensive and it took a long time and your content wouldn't be that engaging. And so most people would only like read one or two, you know, articles per day in the newspaper. So the amount of content that was consumed, the amount of reach a piece of content could have, all that was smaller. Um, and that meant that you had time to think before you responded to things. It meant that you could process the things that you were consuming. Um, and the result was healthy development of a country, a well-informed country for a while. Now, however, you can publish something that can be seen by everybody, everybody who has a computer and a phone. A billion people could see your content. Um, and if you have money, to buy ads or bots, you can make this happen repeatedly, regardless of the relevance or quality of your content. You can just put content in front of hundreds of millions of people over and over again by spending money. That's a lot of power for one person to have. And because the content that we're producing is 4K, HD, whatever, it's extremely compelling content. And there's science that shows that when you watch this kind of content, you will believe it no matter what. And like people marvel, I think people on both sides of the political spectrum marvel at what the other side believes, but the reality is we know this. You will believe whatever you see with today's content. 
So this is a lot of power for any individual to have to basically change the minds of hundreds of millions of people. And we saw that power exercised in 2016. And this power can't be taken away. Technology is technology. It's, it's, this is what technology does. It makes us more powerful. But the fact that a single person could do this, maybe it's any person. It's a democratized power, but it's still centralized. It's like, you know, basically we just created a way more powerful gun and gave it to everybody in the world and said, go for it. It's okay. We all have it, but it's not okay. <laughs> just like guns, it doesn't help that everybody has it. It's still centralization of power. So I don't really know what to do about it. China is using censorship to try to counter this issue. Um, I don't really like the idea of banning free speech. I think it's a pretty important thing. So if I had to propose an answer, I'd say we should educate people. I mean, that's, that's basically what happened in World War II and World War I. It was a very expensive education. But people, well, countries and governments learned you can't have monarchs anymore. So I think we need to learn that we need to consume media in a different way. We can't just we can't just consume the amount of media we're consuming now, which is about on average eleven hours a day of media. We need to accept that bias exists in all our news sources, not just Fox News. We need to have conversations about like what is healthy consumption of media, and maybe it will take some kind of disaster to get us to have that conversation. And maybe twenty sixteen wasn't enough. Maybe it'll be worse. I hope not. Anyway, what do you think?